Welcome to my podcast Pathfinder Growth Stories for Personal Success with a new episode that will help you learn and grow in your chosen path to achieve massive success. I'm your host Anil Mishra. Welcome to the part 2 conversation with Chandru Badri Narayanan. I hope you have listened to the part 1 conversation of Chandru where he was sharing some really power packed learnings from his journey and I'll highly encourage you uh, to listen to that episode in uh, part 2 of this conversation it'll be much more exciting as chandru will be sharing about his passion around esg and some great thoughts around investment personal finance stay tuned welcome back chandru for this conversation and i'm really excited about continuing our conversation from where we left in the part 1 and i am looking forward to hearing some great exciting stories from your passion and the thoughts that you have on investments and personal finance for all of us so let's get back to the conversation you are quite passionate about uh, esg which is the environment social and governance thing and uh, right now i think you are working in that space itself That's can right. you please share with my audience about uh, how this came into picture and why it is becoming so important in today's world yeah uh, yes uh, i'll uh, definitely actually probably uh, talk about it and uh, i'm really passionate about uh, uh, this subject of environmental social and governance as it is called today so uh, all these things actually existed even before uh, and i'll probably actually uh, when you are talking about governance uh, it was just uh, yesterday i was actually reading in a newspaper about the issue of corporate governance and the history of it yeah. uh, or you know some historical anecdotes of it yeah. uh, you know uh, uh, way back uh, when the east india company was coming into india uh, robert clive was actually very i mean he was an integral part of the east india company uh and uh, he supposed to be uh, have uh, done some insider trading uh, which is against corporate governance norms uh which if somebody does it today he would actually he or she would actually uh, undergo a lot of penalties now what happened it seems was in uh, around i think uh, late 1700s uh when the east or maybe 1600s i, I don't remember the exact date uh, but there was this battle of baksar as they mm-hmm. call it and uh, that was a very critical war for the east india company uh, and remember this this is this is not the british government uh, mm-hmm. or, or the british uh, uh, you know uh, uh, royal uh, this one you know uh, so this was actually the east india company which was a listed company mm-hmm. and what uh, clive did at that point in time was uh, when he heard or when he came to know that the Brit- uh, east india company would be winning the war he messaged his agent in london to sell away all his properties and then you know invest in the shares of east india company so uh, insider oh, yeah. trading is not a new thing it's always been there i think you know as long as uh, you know people have greed uh, this will actually be there but uh, yeah i mean you know enough of history what does yeah. uh, esg stands for i mean it's as you rightly said it stands for environmental social and governance uh, and all these things are now kind of integrated uh, and amalgamated into a, a common theme now uh why because uh, you know all of us know that there are a lot of issues with the way the sustainability of the planet has been happening mm-hmm. uh if you take more than you know what you can actually uh, uh you know what the planet can sustain uh, the planet will not sustain and 
it the, what who will be affected is again human beings like us and it may not be our generations even our generation is getting affected right now look at the fury and the, of the uh, uh, you know either the drought situation or the monsoon situations everywhere right. things are going out of control and this actually leads to a lot of risks uh and these risks actually affect corporations okay so, mm-hmm. so uh, whether it is a water stress situation or an emission uh this actually goes into the uh, uh, environment and ultimately comes back, back to hit individuals and uh, you know firms mm-hmm. uh so whether it be even social situations whether if you are not actually having a, a situations of uh, having a, a respect for diversity at the workplace or uh, you are actually not having a uh, uh, hiring people and paying people in the uh, uh, most uh, ethical ways uh, you can't create a conducive atmosphere if you are not having proper governance structures your board is wonky you are actually having your own relatives onto the boards these are all actually red flags for governance so yep. what ultimately happens is and we have seen a lot of these uh, instances in the recent past not only in india Uh, mm-hmm. where we have seen a lot of institutions actually uh, being hit by scandals of corporate governance and yep. what happens is uh, because of that your share price actually drops yep. and it drops drastically nowadays compared to you know what it used to happen previously mm-hmm. and uh, this is not just happening in uh, you know very large firms you can see even smaller firms actually getting affected more and more uh, mm-hmm. you know by governance issues by environmental issues uh, if a firm doesn't actually have uh, water to actually run uh, Uh, then you know it just have to stop and we have had uh, situations of even software companies uh, mm-hmm. you know just about 3 uh, 4 months back uh, we have heard about actually uh, software companies in uh, the chennai belt asking people not to come to office and to work from home because they didn't have water even for actually the basic needs yep. so uh, water is something water emissions effluence Uh, and being in bangalore you know that you know how much effluence and you know the traffic situations and everything right. is actually affecting right. so even the traffic situation has a governance uh, 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 kind of uh, uh, angle because you know if the governance is not proper you can't do proper urban planning mm-hmm. uh, if you're and what happens is then you know you have situations where actually residential conflicts come up in places you know where probably previously river beds used to be there Yep, and uh, the flooding actually happens uh, uh, because of that, and then you no, know, everybody gets affected. So this is a lack of governance, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be actually governments, whether it be firms, uh, organizations, individuals. Everywhere, environmental, social, and governance is extremely important. And right. today, there is uh, you would uh, uh, probably be surprised to know that across the world, uh, there is 30 trillion dollars of investments which pass through the filters of environmental, social, and governance. Mm-hmm. so these factors are extremely important for investors today because they look at it as not non financial risk they look at it financial risk these factors as uh, you know risk affecting the top line and the bottom line of a company and uh, you know uh, that is the reason that you know everybody whether it be in private equity or in you know public equity are uh, starting to look at this in more and more detail the issues of environmental social and governance okay great i think uh, this is becoming very very important uh, and everything is visible in front of our eyes itself so uh, right so great so i think that's the reason you join uh, uh, ecube as a managing partner right so why don't you uh, share how did this took place and then uh, who are your other partners yeah sure uh, i think you know okay so ecube uh, uh, you know stands for ecube uh, uh, let me just tell you the history 
you off you know how uh, uh, the word ecube itself came about or what it mm-hmm. stands for so mm-hmm. ecube actually stands for uh, uh, empower and engage for esg mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know what we mean by that is to actually then you know we want to engage with the uh, companies and uh, take them up the esg metrics and there is a lot of research which has been show which has been shown that mm-hmm. companies which have good governance and good, which have good practices on environmental and social issues mm-hmm. are increasingly able to deliver better returns to shareholders yeah okay and uh, so uh, you know the people uh, with whom uh, i work with the we are six of us and plus three advisors uh, that is eq Mm-hmm. uh and the chairman of this uh, company or the investment advisory firm uh, investment management firm is dr mukund rajan uh who was the chief ethics officer and the brand custodian of the tata sons group yep and uh, the other two co- co-founders of this uh, firm or uh, one uh, uh, mr uh, alan rosling uh, who used to be on the board of tata sons and uh, who is actually a big indophile and uh, he was also the founder of a firm called kiran energy in the solar mm-hmm. energy space uh, which he sold off uh, last year mm-hmm. uh, alan is a brit uh, but he's based out of uh, hong kong and uh, he's on the boards of uh, uh, quite a few organizations in europe so we are very privileged to have alan as the other co-founder and the third co-founder is uh, govind sankar narayanan mm-hmm. who was the chief operating officer of uh, tata capital okay uh and uh, then we have uh, uh, two more people uh, one more person from tata sons group who was the chief sustainability officer mm-hmm. and is uh, extremely well known in the uh, uh, space of uh, social sector uh, is shankar shankar venkateshwaran and then you know we have uh, hv harish who who is the other managing partner of this firm and uh, he used to be the senior partner for grant thornton in india Okay. Uh, for uh, governance and private equity so uh, this these are the, this is the team apart from that we have a very renowned advisory board uh, one is uh, nick robins from the grantham institute who is very closely associated with the climate change agenda uh, and the risk to it to uh, the financial risk because of the climate change issues right. uh, and uh, we have uh, uh, george serafin professor george serafin from the harvard business school uh and also uh, mr kiran karnik uh, who used to be the chairman or, or is still the chairman of oxfam india yep and who used to be uh, in isro and uh, heading the discovery channel and who is also the scientific ad- advisor to uh, one of the previous past prime ministers great wonderful i think uh, thanks for sharing and so i think ecube has already raised a billion dollar fund jointly with uh, quantum advisors and uh, you are planning to invest in indian companies as well so can you please share you know what you are looking at uh, these companies as you are evaluating them and these will be listed companies or yeah yeah sure sure see okay uh, so ecube uh, came into uh, being just a few months back and uh, we've joined hands with uh, quantum uh, uh, advisors uh, of quantum mutual fund uh, which is actually uh, uh been in existence for almost 3 uh, decades and very well known uh, uh, fund house in uh, india mm-hmm. uh and ajit dayal who is the chairman of quantum advisors has joined hands with us and he'll be the chief investment officer of the first fund of the first fund 
which we have launched. Uh, and uh, uh, this is just still in fundraise. We have not actually raised that entire, I mean, you know, the billion dollars. Uh, it takes time to actually do this, and it's been just a few months for us. So we are currently doing roadshows across the world, uh, and the plan is to invest in listed Indian companies uh, in the space of $300 million market cap to $1.2 billion, uh, to $2.2 billion market cap. So this is a space which is generally called as mid caps and small caps. So this is the space where we are looking at. And the, the theory or the thesis for us is to actually identify companies in the space which have the potential uh, and which do not have controversies, uh, but which have the great potential to actually shape up on the agenda of environmental, social and governance. Uh, and this takes time, uh, generally it takes time of around three to five years, but you do start seeing the results uh, even from uh, year one itself. So it, there is a value transmission which actually happens because of this. And uh, this is the journey actually most of these companies do. But the actually the maximum alpha or the maximum returns uh, come, you know, when in the year of uh, say uh, around uh, five years from the time you start this journey. And uh, we propose to actually take a very unique approach of uh, that's a private equity approach to public investments in enhancing the ESG metrics of our investing companies. Mm -hmm. So it's a, still a new theory uh, yeah. in India, uh, but ESG as a, as, as a theme is roaring success all across the world. Uh, you do find uh, that uh, there are some mutual funds which are actually launched ESG funds in India. And okay. you will start seeing that, you know, they'll start picking up speed as uh, days go by. There is a lot of advocacy work to be done uh, okay. and to actually all these things are happening now. So right. that's what is the... Uh, uh, current shape of uh, eCube and what we propose to do. Right, right. So ESG is a new phenomenon in India. Uh, however, it is definitely proven uh, outside uh, India across the world. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. So uh, moving on, uh, Chandru. So investments and personal finance, I think you mentioned uh, in one of your learnings as well in the beginning. So it's a very important aspect for growth and success. Can you share uh, uh, some advice for young professionals on how they should be approaching it? Yeah, sure. Uh, see, one thing, I mean, I'll just actually list out again my experience. Yeah. I think a good uh, start is to look at a thumb rule uh, on investment. And, uh, you know, I say that uh, a good thumb rule is to save as much as your age and spend the rest. So if somebody is actually 25 now, save at least at least 25% not lesser than that. Uh, if somebody is 30, at least save 30%. If somebody is 50, at least save 50%. So uh, that I think is a good thumb rule. Uh, and then, you know, the other uh, uh, rule which I've always followed is to diversify my investment uh, and not just asset classes, but also geographically. Uh, mm -hmm. So currently, you know, I have uh, investments in 17 different asset classes. So I'm well diversified as far as my investments are concerned. Uh, and to also actually, you know, uh, even when I started from the beginning, I've always actually saved. And to actually build for retirement from day one of your earning, I think gives you a lot of comfort uh, and tremendous security and confidence to take on life and not be miserable. Uh, the other thing I would just say is to always actually uh, uh, look for value in your purchases. Uh, mm -hmm. These 
this could be something which satisfy your material needs or societal needs uh, but uh, uh, not uh, not to actually i mean you know uh, not to say that i have so much money so i can actually afford to spend it so there is a difference between both so if you say that i have so much money i can afford to spend that is not the way to look at purchases but to look at purchases to say that you no know, what is the value you can derive from that so that will save you a lot of trouble at a later stage also actually one thing uh, which i've learned from my uh, dad uh, he always used to tell me that think uh, 100 times before upping your lifestyle because mm-hmm. once you do you can never slide down because if you do that that creates a lot of pain and loss of face in society and uh, this becomes a trap and the classic classic case of not being able to get off the treadmill and having to run faster and faster well so this i think <laughs> would be my learnings and uh, finally i would say is to actually be as much clued as possible into economics that's what drives the world right right i think great sound advice here uh, for the listeners and uh, i have made some notes for myself as well okay <laughs> you mentioned about you know different asset classes and uh, it is uh, very very difficult for uh, young people to know about that value so what do you suggest what should be they doing so that they are aware about different asset classes that uh, are available and accordingly plan and choose to invest in those yeah see uh, there is a lot of information available uh, you know you can just actually look at and you know when i say different asset classes i am even talking about savings bank uh, you know your savings yeah. bank account also as one of the asset classes because right. uh, nowadays if you look at there are some banks uh, which can actually probably give you better rate of interest compared to uh, some of the uh, overnight funds or liquid funds and probably even uh, much more safer than that Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, there is a balance so you need to actually have there is there is see the mutual fund uh, uh, segment itself has got lot of uh, different uh, uh, say asset classes you have actually debt you have equity you have hybrid you have arbitrage and you have so many other things you have liquid you have so many other uh, uh, teams which are there but apart from that you know uh, and i'm not actually uh, 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 i'm not a financial advisor per se and uh, as i said you know i'm just sharing my experience Right. and you just actually start with these and then you know automatically there'll be so many other things you know which you'll start learning and that's where you know i said you need to be curious about all this stuff to right. learn so there is enough and more uh, spaces uh, to actually uh, invest and diversify as a classes uh, like you know you can say art is also one asset class uh, you could actually say stamp collection is one asset class but these are have different t- time horizon so you need to actually have a proper kind of asset allocation depending upon your uh, risk profile and mm-hmm. i think you know uh, qualified financial advisors will uh, probably provide that tool f- to start off with at least right and then you know you take off from there to understand more yeah yeah great uh, so moving on uh, chandru so uh, you have varied interest you have been mentioning that uh, throughout as well right in different topics of business finance economics science so uh, kindly share about uh, some learnings and then you mentioned most of these things are getting uh, interrelated and correlated as well so yeah, yeah. what is that thought yeah. uh, chandru if you can talk about that yeah sure i think you know at the level it's just this uh, take on curiosity you know so if you're curious then you know you actually start uh, you keep on learning things yeah uh, so that is essential but you know 
uh, apart from that, it does apart from sat- satiating my intellectual needs, it helps me connect with people much better. And I mm-hmm. think that's an important uh, element of uh, success in life is how well you connect with people. Mm-hmm. And these are not actually people uh, just at the, I mean, we think, you know, they have to be on par with us or uh, just colleagues or, you know, people at the CEO level or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable talking to a taxi driver or a security guard or with uh, even, uh, you know, little kids in the family or, you know, people who are actually 80 and above, who, who are it is, or friends yeah. or CEOs, media or people at the highest level of running our country. Uh, yeah. So I had met the finance minister uh, a few um, i mean you know the previous finance minister i would say uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a lot of people you know so you, you don't feel uh, i mean everybody is human everybody is actually you know very approachable uh, uh, and you have to make them approachable uh, but you know whether you feel diffident or you know whether you feel comfortable in the presence of different people it all actually boils down to this uh, various interesting topics uh, and how easily you can you'll be able to interrelate all these things and then have a easy conversation with people are there any personal project that is very close to your heart uh, you can share about that as well? Sure. I think, you know, see, the, the uh, subject of ESG has been very close to my heart and I'm actually doing it now. Uh, and uh, I actually uh, have been trying to be an influencer on this. Uh, i just share with you a uh, recent uh, incident and that also was about four or five months back. Uh, where I was actually uh, uh, in one of the leading five-star hotels uh, in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had the chance to speak to their uh, chief sustainability officer and the CFO. And when we are talking, you know, uh, about this, they, they and they're actually doing a lot of stuff. But I said, no, you can do much more. Then they asked me what. So I told them that, you know, this plastic bottle which you are having here, uh, yeah. why are you actually having a single-use plastic uh, bottle here? Uh, water bottle there. So he said, uh, it's because, you know, people want it. I said, you know, are you sure that people want the uh, water in the plastic bottle or is it an assurance that, you know, the water inside is actually uh, something, you know, which will not do them any harm? So he said, it's the second thing, right? I mean, it's very intuitive. Then I said, you know, what is the problem? Why do you have to actually depend on plastic bottles uh, for actually serving water, uh, which is very harmful for the environment? So he said, what, what do you suggest? I said, you know, you can actually serve in glass bottles, uh, which can be sealed at your own premises. Your water is of very good quality and you put your own branding on that. It's a, which is a much better branding than, you know, the what the plastic bottle is actually carrying. And you can recycle this, uh, you know, right in your premises and reduce a carbon footprint. Yeah. So that's stuck. And, you know, they've been, uh, I've seen in recent times, you know, uh, these people have at least moved in the, during the conferences and everything, you know, they've moved to glass bottles, which are sealed. Uh, and, uh, you know, nobody has got any qualms about it and uh, you know one more tip which i gave them is actually to save water in their uh, rooms uh, and I, I mean i don't think we have much time to get into so much details but uh, that is also a very unique uh, uh, way in which actually uh, this hotel can actually save uh, water and reward their users for it so it's like using a app putting up a smart meter in the room right. and you say that you know there is a, a so much allocation of water for you on a daily basis if you're actually reducing water uh, then you know we reward you with so much points yeah. and uh, so uh, it's very easy to do all this stuff and even on a personal basis i've been actually uh, moving more and more towards public transport as much as possible avoiding yeah. actually plastic in uh, uh, most places i've virtually stopped drinking from uh, plastic bottles 
Yeah. Uh, I drink water only from glass uh, uh, bottles or, you know, uh, which is actually given to me in the glass. Uh, you know, switched over to bamboo toothbrushes and so much more. So much more is actually uh, pushing yeah. people and uh, influencing myself. But, you uh, know, uh, this is the project, now which I, um, uh, there's a personal project which is close to my heart. Yeah. But apart from that, uh, in a decade or two, you know, I want to actually uh, be setting up a school uh, for, uh, you know, people who cannot hear or speak. Uh, that, that you can say is my ultimate goal. Right, right. Well, that's that's great. In fact, that uh, recalls one point. So I was listening to one podcast and uh, there was a teenager who launched this uh, half-filled glass phenomena. Okay. So she, she actually worked with uh, most of these uh, restaurants and hotels uh, uh-huh. to implement, uh, instead of uh, like keeping the full glass of water, why don't you keep right. half half glass of water and it'll help save a uh, lot of water. And initially Correct. there was a uh, lot of challenge on uh, adoption, but I think later on it, uh, it, it gets adopted uh, pretty quickly. So uh, that's uh, that I was just recalling why you were mentioning about your conversation with the restaurant. So great. I think uh, we are uh, coming to an end of our uh, uh, podcast. So finally I wanted to, uh, Check with you, uh, Chandru. I think uh, you were mentioning that uh, you are open to uh, maybe speak and uh, guide uh, some of the youngsters. So uh, how how do how they can reach out to you if if they want to have any conversation or any ideas that they want to uh, bounce with you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I can share my personal mail ID. Uh, 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 and it is uh, chandru031 at the rate uh, gmail.com. Uh, they can also reach out to me through LinkedIn. Yeah. I do get a uh, lot of requests. And uh, I'm, uh, I mean, of course, you know, given the paucity of time and everything, you know, if I can commit and I can uh, do it within my time frame, I'm always happy to help people. I've done that with a lot of people, uh, been a mentor, guide, and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, naturally, you have uh, only that much time and uh, yeah. you have to prioritize. But uh, wherever I think, you know, if uh, uh, people can gain uh, through that interaction, and I'm happy to do that. Wonderful. And uh, finally, uh, kindly share an advice uh, you have for our listeners that they can implement today to kickstart their uh, success journey. Any thoughts around that, uh, Chandru? Yeah, sure. Uh, so if you, again, you know, this uh, goes back to my uh, point of uh, doing continuous learning yeah. uh, I think you know immediately uh, one thing you know which uh, uh, I, I've been following for many years the last at least 25 years which has helped me a lot mm-hmm. is to read uh, The Economist uh, yeah. it has its pros and cons but it's a lovely magazine to actually uh, uh, understand different uh, points of view mm-hmm. uh, and to shape our thoughts and also it's uh, something you know to actually understand it actually packs everything in uh, one one uh, issue right from science mm-hmm. and technology to politics and what's happening across the world and finance and economics and all the stuff in that so i think you know so i don't miss an issue of economics uh, after uh, becoming more and more eug compliant i've left the hard print uh, i used to be addicted to the hard print now mm-hmm. i listen more to the podcast and, and you know the audio version of uh, the economist uh, and uh, another good learning tool actually i found is an app called the blinkist Uh, which is a synopsis. uh, It provides summaries of uh, very, I mean, all the great books, nonfiction. 
so these two are actually something good to listen to uh, just like you know how I, i'm sure that you know people listen to your podcast when they're driving or going in uh, one place to place right. uh, i think these are also great tools to actually uh, kick start your continuous learning and to be continuously clued on to what's happening in the world absolutely uh, i i have made a note of this so one is the economist the blinkist okay. so great uh, thank you chandru for coming to my show and sharing some really exciting nuggets from your journey i'm sure this will help our audience to create a pathway for their success yeah sure Th- thank you anil and it's been a pleasure speaking to you and uh, i do hope i added some value uh, to your listeners to this uh, podcast and uh, look forward to more engagements thank you absolutely chandru i think uh, not only some value i think there is some great learning uh, uh, stuff which you have uh, mentioned from your experiences and uh, i'm sure uh, people can take away a lot of things uh, from your rich experience uh, so thanks for sharing out uh, those uh, uh, in this talk great thank so you so with that we come to an end for today's awesome episode and bye until we meet again with another exciting personal success story i hope you enjoyed our today's episode as much as i did while having conversation with my guest and i've taken some practical tips that you can implement today to start defining your pathway to success love listening to this podcast don't forget to share this with your friends and colleagues to help achieve their potential and create new chapter of success i am sure they'll be thrilled with your suggestion you can connect with me at my twitter handle at the rate anilkm108 instagram handle at the rate pathfinder_anil or you can write to me at anil.m.consulting@gmail.com with your suggestions and feedback to improve this podcast bye for today and i look forward to bringing another exciting episode soon till then go and create your pathway for success